0: Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Jimmy Smith, the newest inductee of the Jaguars Pride, and you're listening to the Gridiron Guys. That's right, the Gridiron Guys. Thank you for that. Jimmy Smith was kind enough to do that for me when I was up in Jacksonville this past uh, preseason. Great guy. I had an opportunity to talk a bunch of things with him. He's actually a uh, very, very nice gentleman and uh, was able to, more than glad to give me the sound clip for the uh, show. How's everybody doing tonight? Welcome to the Gridiron Guys. I am the Fantasy Jester. I am coming to you tonight live, obviously, from D-Land, Florida, where it's absolutely, absolutely beautiful, beautiful, first full night of fall, absolutely beautiful, Night, we have it. Uh, let me just check it's 79 degrees, absolutely gorgeous. I hope, I truly hope, wherever you're listening from, it is just as nice. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Gridiron Guys, brought to you by fantasy com, your kingdom for fantasy sports and more. Last night, speaking of more, you know, real quick before we get into football, if any of you football fans. Happen to be wrestling fans. Last night, we had a legend on a true legend, a Hall of Famer in wrestling, WD, WWE Hall of Famer. Larry Zabisco joined us last night for what was... I, I've had some crazy, crazy interviews. I, I've had an interview with Jeff Cross talking about taping, you know, a player naked to a goalpost. Uh See, I had uh, some really wild interviews, and last night was up there. Excellent, excellent time with him. Find out what he had to say about a bunch of people. One thing about Larry last night, and I think this is the best way to describe it. No filter, folks. Catch that show on iTunes. It's on there right now. Go take a look. Tonight, though, tonight, while we're all here, we have... The Gridiron guys, week three. Folks, week three, we're starting to get an idea. Are we? Uh, of the season. I know we've got a lot of injuries that have been going on. And uh, I tell you, it's just going to be. And then tonight, tonight, one hell of a game. We're going to be talking about Houston visiting New England. Both teams 2-0. and And now New England starting a third stringer. going to be an interesting night. Probably uh, from last report I heard Gronk will be back. Let's get the other. You know, there's a at the end. It's Gridiron Guys bringing the of the show. Obviously, my co-host every show, everywhere I go, my personal encyclopedia. If I don't know it, I know who does. JT Jason Townsend's going to be joining us. Then we also have Tate. Tate's uh, one of the new. And, guys, the news around here. And uh, his is not just on the air with us on our podcast for the Great Iron Guys. You can also read his hockey articles on every Saturday they come out. You can read this week, uh, Tate will let you know later on what he's got. Towards the end of the show, we'll ask him what he has for us this Saturday. You can uh, go ahead, read some of his articles. Fantastic work. Fantastic work, you know, for Buffalo fans. Actually, he actually turns out some good work, which is shocking. But let's go ahead. Let's get JT in here. Let's get this show started. JT, how are you tonight? How's everything going, my man?
1: Everything's going pretty good. Uh, Week three starting up. Actually, I think tonight will be a better game than most people are expecting with the quarterback situation. And uh,
0: heading to another Sunday of some big games. So I'm ready to kick it off. Yeah, yeah. I am looking forward to seeing, okay, you know, and I, I think you and I subscribe to this. As three is the beginning of a trend now. Now we're starting to, yeah. you know, get a little bit of a picture uh, of what's going on. You know, I mean, one of the things, let's be honest, if Philly wins at home against Pittsburgh, people, I mean, I, I think people's perspective of Philly will change. And Philly's been playing all right with a rookie quarterback. Well, their defense is the reason
1: I think that, he, that, that he's been afforded to, have kind of the uh, game plan that they've gone through with him so far. So the defense is playing a lot better than people expected
0: in Philly. Uh, kudos to uh, Doug Peterson doing a fine job coaching so far at the beginning of the year. These guys look prepped, ready. Great game plan in place has brought them to, to where they are right now. Two victories on the year. Going ahead 2-0 going against Pittsburgh this week. Great matchup. Looking forward to it. One of the other things that I'm looking forward to is bringing in the aforementioned Tate Dello, one of the great writers now that we've added on fantasyjusticeports.com and also a regular. He is the one of the, as I mentioned earlier, he is a um, gridiron guy. Let's bring in Z. How are you, Tate? <laughs> I'm doing
2: good. Uh, you mentioned it's uh, 79 there in DeLand on a nice sunny fall day. Well here in yeah. Dallas it's uh ninety one on a nice sunny fall day here in Texas.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. It's a good night though. It it still sounds like it's a beautiful night. I mean, if you're out there you're used to that kind of weather, so it's not really that big of a deal. So it's a beautiful night where you are and that's and that's exactly what I'm saying. Wherever you are, whatever kind of weather you're used to, you like the cooler weather, you know, those folks I have family up in New Jersey and everything and you know, JT right now, he, you're up in Ohio. Hey, you like the cooler weather, enjoy. I hope it's beautiful wherever you are, and we just want to bring you a great show. Enjoy the evening. Sit back, relax. We've got some great football news for you this week. We have our perspective on each and every game this week. We're going to give you that. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the power rankings. We have uh, on our uh, squad, we have Busy J. He does the power power rankings for us, his top ten. If we have time, we're going to try and get into that a little bit today. But definitely, end of the show, becoming a fan favorite quickly, uh, real fast actually, is King's Ransom, Fool's Gold. You guys will go ahead, ask me fantasy-based questions, and I will give you the answer for this week. Who should you start? Who should you sit? Who is Fool's Gold and who's King's Ransom? Guys, first game. We have Baltimore visiting and 2 Jacksonville. You know, this is a game where obviously Jacksonville is going to be, uh, hey, they need this game, especially with Houston getting off to a good start. So, you know, JT, I'm going to start out with you. Where, where are we going with this? Where are we going with Baltimore and uh, Jacksonville? Well, we're
1: going that I've picked Jacksonville two weeks in a row, and both weeks they've let me down. You know, looking at him last week, Bortles seemed to regress a little last week, throwing off his back foot, not going through his progressions. Uh, But I think the big thing that could help this week, and I haven't heard a final report on Chris Ivory's status yet, but I've uh, read several places that he's expected to be available. I think he could be a nice, calming influence out of the backfield for Bortles. Uh, Yeldon just does not seem to understand running a route, or picking up uh, picking up the blitz, for that matter. So, all in all, I'm going to go with Jacksonville one more week. I think Jacksonville gets off the snide.
2: They're my pick.
0: Okay. All righty, nice. Tate, what do you have?
2: Well, I'm also taking Jacksonville this week against the Ravens. The Ravens have looked, looked good defensively, but their offense still seems to struggle. But uh, I think Jacksonville, a lot of people looked – Looked high at them this year going in. They put up a good game against uh, Green Bay in week one, and they st- seemed to struggle a little last week, but I think this week they're uh, actually going to pull it out in the end. Jacksonville over the Ravens at Jacksonville.
0: And, uh, you know, here's how I look at this one. What's Jacksonville's record, JT? Uh, oh and 2 Okay. Uh, and what's Baltimore's record? Two and zero. Okay. Both of those going into the season, had anybody said, you know what, Baltimore is going to be two and zero, and Jacksonville is going to be zero and two, you would have gotten a lot of people to bet on that one. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure on that. When the two anomalies like that meet, you know what's going to happen. It's going to start balancing its way out. I'm taking Jacksonville on this one. Jacksonville finds their stride. You know, exactly what you had said, JT, is probably one of the best points that you could make is once they have Ivory back there in the backfield, a little calming influence. And also, you know, you see a team, and this happens a lot with young teams coming out of the gate that first year that you're expected to do something. You kind of stumble because you've been listening now and, you know, it's either you stumble out of the start because you've been listening to your press, or you stumble out of the start just from nerves of the expectations. Now, after meeting with that team and meeting with a bunch of guys, okay, it is not a cocky bunch. They are uh, they, they are just a hungry bunch, and I think the weight of it really, once the season kicked in, they were like, okay, um, <laughs> we have big expectations. So, um,
1: quick question on that, quick question on that. So I see miles Jack finally got into the game last week towards the end. I don't even think he uh, recorded a snap in week one, picked up a couple tackles. How long before he usurps Dan Scuda as
0: a starting linebacker
1: on that defense?
0: Shouldn't, shouldn't be long. I, I was surprised because from everything that I had heard now, um, I had talked to a couple people up in Jacksonville, and the original intention was he was going to be the nickelback. They were going to use him as the nickelback in passing situations because the kid can literally cover anywhere. You know what the problem is for Miles Jack? There's one simple problem for Miles Jack. It has a, it's a two-word problem. Paul Puzlosny plays the position that will eventually be his. That's the problem. And they don't know where to put him. So right now, like I said, the original, to get him used to it, to get him in there, to get him to see the whole defense, the intention was to get him to play nickel. So I I haven't talked to anybody recently. I got to be honest with you. I haven't talked to anybody recently. So, um, I will try and see what I can find out for everybody and get back to everybody on the uh, Fantasy Justice Show if I have anything new to report on that. You know, moving on, we'll go ahead now, going to Washington at the Giants. And we're going to go ahead, we're going to start with Kate on this one. Tate, what do you see for this game?
2: Well, this week I'm actually picking your Giants uh, like I did in week one, and I picked against them last week. I was wrong but uh, I think the Giants are going to roll a little bit this week, uh, get some more offense going with Sterling Shepard and Victor Cruz and the, the team there. And I'm picking the Giants over the Redskins in New York.
0: Okay. alrighty, Interesting. Let's go ahead, JT.
1: Uh, Giants have shown the NFL their new way to win, a ball-control passing offense that they used to keep the Saints off the field, and a pretty dominant defense to go with that. So that $200 million they spent this offseason looks like it's been well spent. Uh, Looking looking at it, Cousins is already have people in the locker room that are questioning him, questioning his ability, uh, his reads, his commitment. I think the Redskins are a train wreck. I say Giants run away with this.
0: Okay. As everybody knows, and certainly you two know, I am a diehard Giants fan, okay? And I study my team. I study sports in general, but I, I, you can rest assured, if there's anything I'm studying, it's my own damn team. And I'm pretty pretty—I'm uh, pretty fair. I, I'm not one of those fans that no matter what, yeah, man, we're we'll making it to play a Super Bowl, no matter what they say, you can have a piece of crap on the field. Yeah, we're we'll going to the Super Bowl. No, no, no. If it's a piece of crap, I'm going to tell you it's a piece of crap. The first two weeks, I took the Giants. Wasn't a homer pick. It was because that's what I felt. That's what I saw. So this week, when I pick Washington, it's funny to see all the people who, you know, either not Giant fans or or actually Giant haters, I've talked to a bunch of them. And now everybody's like, oh, no, Giants this week, Giants this week. No, I can tell you. Watch. They will lose this week. They will lose this week, and one of the reasons will be uh, what they haven't had a problem with yet to date. uh, Washington's eventually going to realize one thing. Last year, successfully, their run-to-pass ratio was 3-to-1. This year, it's the other direction, 3-to-1. Washington goes back to running the ball. They beat my damn Giants. Uh, I'm not happy about it. I've got Washington. Moving on, Detroit Green Bay. We've got JT up. JT, Detroit Green Bay. How are you looking at this game? Well, this
1: is the uh, time of year where if you want an easy pick, you go to Aaron Rodgers and those five letters of R-E-L-A-X. All the questions in the media. What's up with Aaron Rodgers? What's going Hold on with second. Aaron Rodgers?
0: Hold on. Hold on. All right. I'm a slow speller. Go ahead. So I'm kidding. Go ahead. Aaron, no. Aaron
1: Rodgers, <laughs> a little upset. But just because mm-hmm. you picked the Redskins to cover yourself on your Giants pick, you need to be careful here. Anyway, so Aaron <laughs> Rodgers comes out to make a point to the media this week. Detroit is not a good team. Y'all picked them last week. They let you down. Don't pick them this week. Green Bay by three touchdowns.
0: Ooh, I'm going to put that one down. Three. Three. Okay. All right. I wrote that one down, too, with it. Tate, what do you have?
2: Oh, I've got the uh, Packers winning this game as well. It's the, the Packers' first game in Lambeau this year and they've seemingly struggled. Well, not seemingly. They have seen, They have struggled this year. They're ranked like 30th and 31st in most offensive categories this year. Um, but I think the uh, Packers are going to come out with a purpose. Aaron Rodgers is pissed off with the media and everybody going against them and questioning. Are they really there? Is, is Aaron Rodgers that good? And all that, uh, like JT said, Packers winning – at home, and putting the Lions to shame.
0: So you have Green Bay big? Yes. Now, I have Green Bay, but I wasn't so sure as you guys are. And I've got it as under three points. I've got them squeaking this one out. Because it's not like Green Bay is going to go from, you know, and and uh, taking my numbers there that I was going to go with. They have been, uh, in particular, it's not just the offense, it's Aaron Rodgers' numbers have been at the bottom of the league in just about every category. Even if you move it up to that they are able to muster up a mid-level performance, mid-level performance. So to me, mid-level performance is about 27, 28 points now in the NFL. You don't think Detroit can do that? I think it's going to be a closer game. I can see that being a a field goal game no more. But we'll see. We're going to see. I'm going to put that as a field goal game for me and everything. Jeff, a quick
1: stat for you. Quick stat for you. The Green Bay wide receiver core is leading the NFL through two weeks with nine drop passes, four of which have been in the end zone. So stop throwing to Devontae Adams. You'll be fine. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Not very high. And you haven't been on that kid.
1: No, yeah, he drops everything.
0: Yeah. Kate, you're up. Cleveland coming into Miami with another quarterback. We're going to try oh, another this game quarterback. is the
2: uh, premiere of Cody Kessler, as you just mentioned, at quarterback for the Browns. Like I think the stat I saw was t- the 26th different quarterback starting for the Browns over the last no- – few last five years or so um but the uh the browns are are a train wreck right now they do have a, a decent defense but they're they're a train wreck offensively you got uh, coleman got hurt this week broke his hand in practice and he was their leading receiver i believe so the dolphins have shown they've got an improved defense this year Tannehill went out last week against the new england patriots he seemed to struggle in the first half. The second half he lit the lit the Patriots up defensively and uh the Dolphins are going to win this one in Cleveland this week.
0: Um yeah, no, they're home.
2: I'm sorry. Home yeah, opener. the Dolphins at home against Cleveland.
0: Yeah, it's their home opener this week. Um I actually I could have gone and I unfortunately I'm tied up. Um, Cleveland-Miami, JT.
1: I look at this and I say Cleveland was a better team without RG3. McCown, two touchdowns got hurt. It's a shame. Offense was rolling at that point. Uh, Kessler is not someone that seemingly has impressed the coaching staff up to this point. Uh, Light went on for Ryan Tannehill at halftime last week. Let's go with the spread offense and let's go with hurry up. 21 of 23 passes completed in the second half. I think Miami actually wins this big.
0: Miami big. Make that a clean sweep. I just uh, (laughs) – Miami is going to put it together little by little, and I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, you're seeing Tannehill going to go ahead and open up that Cleveland defense like unreal. Parker's going to be back. That helps. Um I really just I, – I don't see how Cleveland could win this game. I just – I've tried, and I, I can't even think of how they could. So, Minnesota, Carolina, go ahead, JT. Uh,
1: Minnesota's defense has really carried this team through two weeks. Uh, another big loss now. Not only is Teddy Bridgewater out, but the old man himself, AP, out for several weeks. Now, I think this is actually going to help their offense – and, yes, I did say help their offense. AP wasn't doing anything before he got hurt anyway. I believe it was like 46 yards on 31 attempts. I think Jarek McKinnon gives them a weapon out of the backfield, something that that offense truly needs. I think Stephon Diggs has shown why he's an elite wide receiver. That being said, their defense hasn't gone against the likes of Cam Newton up to this point. I think Carolina comes out with a statement game and wins a close one. Okay.
0: Are you concerned at all that the game might be canceled? NFL
1: comes out and says that the game's, you know, on. So hopefully, uh, you know, they can get the uh, folks there a little more appeased and do some peaceful protesting. I'm not against their protest. Just try to keep it peaceful. We don't need more people to get hurt. But uh, I think the game will go forward.
0: Okay. Tate, what do you have for this one?
2: I've also got the Panthers winning this game. Um, Like JT said, the the Vikings defensively have looked really good so far this season. Uh, I was also going to mention Jarek McKinnon, as JT did, as the quote-unquote unexpected weapon out of the backfield that uh, people are keyed on Adrian Peterson all the time, and I think uh, McKinnon's going to come out and surprise a few people. But uh, I do think the Panthers end up winning this in Carolina. And yes, I do think the game does go on as scheduled, Carolina wins. Yeah.
0: Carolina wins and game goes on. I have uh I have Carolina wins and I'm praying that alcohol in an already volatile situation doesn't add to it. I do have, I have a genuine concern regarding this game. Because of, it, it, you know, hopefully we can see a day or two uh, of uh, it calming down before the game. But if you're still having rioting in the streets the day before a game where you're going to sell alcohol, I don't know how wise that is. That's all I'm saying. You know, I, I, obviously I hope they have the game. Let's see. Denver, Cincinnati.
2: Um, I think this one's going to be a close one. Uh, I am p- I am taking the Broncos. I think the Broncos defense is going to be a little bit too much for the Cincinnati Bengals to overcome. But uh, I do think it's going to wind up being a close game, if for no other reason than it is in Cincinnati. But I think the like I said, the uh, Broncos defense is a little bit too much for the Bengals to overcome. The Broncos. At the Bengals, the Broncos win in a close one.
0: Okay, got Denver. Close. JT, what do you have? Uh,
1: key to this game no DeMarcus Ware, which means Cincinnati can shift their protection to Vaughn Miller and not have to worry about a guy coming from both sides as talented as both of those individuals. Denver finally leaves home, goes on the road. Cincinnati also figured something out in the second half last week, which is, hey, that Hugh Jackson's a pretty smart guy when he was our OC. Let's throw the ball to Giovanni Bernard, and he can get 100 yards in the second half receiving. Cincinnati wins this game 10 points.
0: Okay, Doug David, you have Cincinnati. I will break the tie and go... You can go ahead and get lucky and win at home based on just defense with a quarterback that really isn't, going to, isn't showing enough to me. Right. Uh, overall, the offense isn't. So now you're going to go on the road to Cincinnati with a quarterback that really hasn't shown much when he's home, comfort of home. You're going to take him on the road and he's going to win the game uh, I don't think that there's that all that defense. And, again, the biggest change, like you said, you remove one part from any specific offense or defense, and you can cause a lot of change for it. And, you know, when you take out somebody like Ware, it is going to change how the protection is played against Miller, just like JT said. I personally, I'm going with Cincinnati. I don't even I, – I, I'm willing to say – That this might be the game where it starts, and I I believe somebody had said that somewhere along the line, and I got to play it back. I thought my prediction was somewhere around game three, game four is where you're going to see the end of this, because you're gonna, and you're going to see it on the road where you got an Andy Dalton and a Cincinnati offense who can put points on the board against a defense that isn't going to get the same amount of pressure that they're used to. So, and in our Cincinnati... There are the
1: in the armor, Jester, the Denver wide receivers have been vocal this week about the lack of targets that they've received over the first two games. So, there, you know, there is a little trouble in paradise.
0: Well, exactly, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. And And I believe, again, like I said, I've got to go ahead and check my notes. I know I had predicted somewhere around game three or game four would be the unraveling of all this. And uh, here we're, we're coming up on it, and this will be it. Arizona-Buffalo is a good one, and we'll let Tate go second on this one this way. He can give his opinion of what he sees with his – uh, I really want to hear what he has to say about a couple things in particular, so we'll get to him second. Tate, uh JT, what do you have? Arizona-Buffalo.
1: Well, Sammy Watkins has no business even playing at this point. The guy's more of a liability than he is a help. He needs to get off the field. He needs to get healthy. Gets a guy like Goodwin on the field who has some sprinter speed. He can get behind the defense. But the problem I see for Buffalo is at least Robert Woods, their best receiver, and he's going to have Patrick Peterson Island to deal with in that game. If Arizona figured anything out last week, it's lean on David Johnson, use the play-action pass. They did it swimmingly. Destroyed the Buccaneers, and I see the same result in Buffalo.
0: Arizona. Hey, what are you seeing for this game? You know your team. What do you, what do you have? Well,
2: unfortunately, I do see Arizona winning probably pretty big. Uh, I do say that, like I said at the uh, start of the season, I see Arizona as a possible Super Bowl team. Uh, they struggled a little bit in week one against New England at home, but they came out last week and lit it up against the Buccaneers. Uh, this week they go on the road to Buffalo, and I think David Johnson, Carson Palmer, Larry Fitzgerald, and company are going to light it up and take Buffalo to school, unfortunately.
0: Let me ask you something, Tate. First, on the offensive side of the ball, Um how are you feeling about the offensive play calling? You know, you see what's going on there. You had a change. Uh, I saw 31 points go on the board, but what do I know, apparently. Um, what do you see in, in the Buffalo offense? Is it the play calling, Is it, or is it a poor offensive line?
2: Oh, well, I think it's a uh, little bit of a combination of both, but I don't think the firing of Greg Roman was the answer. I think that was a panic move on the part of Rex Ryan, the fact that the uh, the front office seemed to put some pressure on him to make a drastic move, and rather than solving the problem by firing his brother Rob on the defensive side, he decided, well, I don't want to fire my brother, let's get rid of somebody on the offense, and Greg Roman, who happened to be the highest paid offensive coordinator in the league, loses his job as a uh, scapegoat for the Buffalo problem so far in the first two weeks.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And what, and what about defensively? What What do you see there? Uh, are you happy with your defense? What, what do you feel that they really are uh, still missing there? Well, I'm
2: definitely not happy with the defense. I mean, they gave up 37 points last week to the uh,
0: mm-hmm. New York
2: Jets. So, right. you know, obviously obviously there's issues there. But I, th- I think the defense is more of the problem. Part of it is Rob Ryan, who happened to come from the New Orleans Saints last year, where he was the defensive coordinator for the worst defense in the league. So how he got hired to be a defensive coordinator after running the worst defense in the league last year is beyond me. But I think the biggest thing in Buffalo on the defensive side has been injuries and suspensions to this point. You know, we're looking at after week four, we should be getting a few of those guys back from suspensions and such. So there could be some improvements, guys like Marcel Darius, who's been out. But uh, Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, we did lose Mario Williams this year as well, who went down to Miami. But uh, he uh, wasn't being used properly last year by Rex and company. But I think think you'll see Buffalo improve slightly defensively. But, again, I see Rob Ryan and – and such being more of the problem on the defense than, and combine that with injuries and suspensions, the Buffalo defense has been struggling. All
0: right, all right. Thanks, Tate. Thanks. Appreciate the uh, words on your team. It's accurate. It's definitely accurate. You're hearing it from uh, not just an analyst but a fan of the team. Moving on to our last one o'clock, the last of the early games we have. I believe what he was
1: gonna say is we have Oakland. Yeah, Jester, if you're there you cut out. We don't hear yeah, you. Yeah Oakland at Oakland at Tennessee, guys. That's the uh, next yep. game. Jester may be having a few issues
2: here. Tate,
1: what do you see in Oakland at Tennessee?
2: Well I'm picking Oakland in this game. I think uh Tennessee has seemed to turn around a little bit last week. Marco Murray's looking looking pretty good so far. But uh that Oakland team after that week one victory, they seem to struggle a little bit last week, but I think uh this week they end up uh pulling it out and Oakland wins at Tennessee in a close game. Now you
1: looking at Oakland, di-
2: oh, all right. Go
1: ahead. Looking at Oakland, looking at Oakland, do you see I mean their offense obviously is not the problem. To me when I look at Oakland, the defense, there's no pass rush whatsoever. Sean Smith, their big free agent signing. The Raiders are learning the same thing that the Dolphins and Chiefs already figured out. The guy can't cover anybody. Uh, do you see them being able to write the ship on defense?
2: Um, not not this week. I think uh, I think they they improve over where they were last week defensively, but not to the enough to the enough to win the game, but not enough okay. to go on farther, make them a playoff team or whatever like that but enough to win the game yes. this week. Jester, are you back with us?
0: Sometimes. Okay. Folks, so well, that you know, and everybody, yeah, why, why do we go ahead and explain this. Actually, folks, so that everybody knows, tonight I'm coming from a very special way to the show. We've had to uh, craft something to make the show work tonight. Normally I'm on a mic in the studio. I'm still in the studio, but believe it or not, I'm not on the mic. And it's for the absolute craziest reason. We have a squirrel that has chewed on a line to the studio, and I don't have my I don't have enough internet power to carry the show through my own mic. So I've actually had to call into my own show. So um, here I am though. We're we're still at it, but that is the truth of the matter, and that is the fun of doing stuff live because you never know what's going to happen. Literally a squirrel, folks. Um, Well, well,
1: Kay gave us his take (laughs) on the Oakland at Tennessee. What's your take, Jester?
0: Mine actually is real simple on this one. I think that that first first game was akin to what I was talking about earlier. You have a young team. They have uh, expectations on them. Then they go out. And they play a game like they did the first game where Jack goes ahead and shows the utmost confidence in them. And they end up pulling that out. And then they have to hear about it for the whole week after. So now you're getting, oh, my God, now you're feeling the pressure a little bit more. Now you're going on the road to a Tennessee team that's just, you know, really starting to, you know, find their way. Tennessee's defense really isn't all that bad. Got a running game. They've got a mobile quarterback. This is a team that, you know, can go ahead and give Oakland fits. And I believe that this is a game where Oakland can stumble, and I'm going to take the home team. I'm going to go Tennessee on this one. Uh, I believe that right after it, Oakland's going to go on a tear. It's just not going to happen yet.
1: So it's my turn to break the tie here. So I look at this yes. and say, the world is going to learn who Taj A. Sharp is, the wide receiver for the Titans this week. I think he's going to have a huge day. I think DeMarco Murray is going to have a big day, and I think we're going to see a little bit more of uh, Derrick Henry. I have Tennessee winning this in a laugher.
0: In a laugher?
1: Wow. Oakland's defense is pitiful. All
0: right, all right, this is going to be good. Well... Tennessee, one Oakland there on that one. And now, you know, what we're doing is this whole second half of the show is being brought to you by both Deep Obsession and com. Now, com, everybody's heard the commercials and Ethan and everything about being able to help you make money from home. I'm not going to say but Just go on the site. They're great guys. They help you make money. You can literally go on the site right now, spend five minutes on there, and make $20 right off the site right now. If you've got someplace else you can go for five five minutes, go make $20. Do me a favor. Call me here at the studio let me know, please. Thank you. As far as the uh, deep obsession folks, great people down in West Palm Beach, you want a scuba. Uh, let me tell you something. Here, your scuba experience with them, is wide ranging from anything from by the Blue Herring Bridge, which is absolutely gorgeous. You get to see absolutely gorgeous fish, gorgeous coral, and then also on top of it, you can go ahead and go to. They have shark dives. Now they have shark dives. You can go ahead and be with the sharks. They so, you know there's normally when you go there's a bunch of them with you, okay, and it's without a cage. Ryan Walton is absolutely down there. His new nickname has been the Shark Whisperer, okay? And you're going to hear it next week. Next Next year on uh, Shark Week is going to be our sponsor is Ryan Walton. So, you know, these are the people that if you want a great experience, you want to feel safe because you're with the professionals in the whole scuba arena. I mean, he has some ridiculous dives you can do. Go see a plane down there. Go see a boat down there. I mean, some great things, folks. Have a great time. Deep Obsession. You can find them on social media literally everywhere. They're in West Palm Beach. Join them up. Next up, we've got L.A. getting back to our picks and getting to the uh, getting to tonight's game yet. We're going to move along on this one, probably a little faster than we did the first set. L.A., Tampa Bay, we've got JT. What do you have?
1: Long trip from Los Angeles to Tampa. It always seems to bother me when those West Coast teams come east. Uh, Tampa looked really bad last week, but I think Tampa writes the ship this week against an anemic Rams offense, Tampa for the win. Tampa rights
0: the ship. I like that. <laughs> hey. I've got the have?
2: Buccaneers also. I think uh, it'll be a tight game. The Rams seem to be a good defensive team but really, really struggling on the offensive side of the ball, having a t- tough time getting Todd Gurley going and not figuring it out with quarterback, with Case Keenum yet. But uh, I think the Buccaneers end up winning probably a close game in Tampa.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, no, I don't think uh, LA has enough to beat Tampa. I think Tampa does uh, right the ship based on uh, Jameis Winston's cannon of an arm. Um We're going to move on because that's just getting Really bad. San Francisco At Seattle Kate, what do you have?
2: I've got the Seahawks in this one. They've Seemed to struggle offensively in their first Two weeks, putting up 12 points against Miami In week one and Six points last week against the Rams But uh, I think the Seahawks start to write themselves Offensively this week, but I Think it will be another close game. The 49ers Seem to be kicking on All cylinders on defense as well But uh, Seahawks over the 49ers in Seattle.
0: Okay, JT.
2: I see this as one of those 13 to
1: six type of games. I think the uh, X factor for Seattle is going to be Christine Michael. The guy's averaged six yards a carry through the first two weeks. They need to get this guy the ball more. He's the only one on offense that's really doing anything. Uh, The one thing that scares me is Tyler Lockett's banged up coming into this game. There is still Doug Baldwin. Seahawks,
0: 13-6. to You know, just the way these two teams are playing, I think Seattle is damn lucky to be playing home because believe it or not, had this been being played in San Francisco, I might have taken San Fran. I think that literally is going to be the difference in the game. Pittsburgh, Philly, JT.
1: Philly's been lucky the first two weeks to play the JV teams. In the NFL, this week, they play a varsity team, an in-state rival, and an offense that can definitely cause trouble. Antonio Brown looks a little irritated from his performance last week, which never bodes well for the defense. Pittsburgh by 10.
0: Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Pete?
2: Well, Carson Wentz has looked good so far this season with the Eagles, but, uh, I don't think it's quite enough to overcome the Steelers. But the uh, Steel, I'm picking the Steelers winning this week in Philadelphia. Uh, like J.T. said, Antonio Brown c- coming out, wanting to uh, put some numbers on the board. So Steelers at the Eagles, I'm f- picking the Steelers to win.
0: Okay. And then, you know what, here's the thing, and I think both of you put it real simple. The name here is Antonio Brown. And I'll tell you why. It's because of – not, and not just because of his uh, performance in the last game and him wanting to go ahead and have a big game. And, you know, I'm sure Ben wants him to have a big game. You know, you can want to have anything. I, I, I want to run down the beach into my own arms, but that's impossible. You know, what I want to be able to do, though, if I'm Pittsburgh, is be able to get that ball to Antonio Brown. So, now, what are the chances of getting that ball to Antonio Brown? You know, they're pretty damn good against those Philly corners, if you ask me, because when I've spoken with Joey Cage, and I can't wait, you know, Saturday on the uh, Fantasy Jester Show, 8 o'clock, you'll be able to hear Joey Cage talk about his team, Philly, and all these picks. Uh, Saturday, 8 p.m., where we also are going to have former NBA star Chris on, going to join us this week. You're not going to want to miss that. Getting back to this game, though, you know, Pittsburgh, Philly, yeah, I can see Brown getting a 200-yard game out of this week just simply because, you know, it's that kind of game. Philly just does not have the corners. This is the kind of game where, you know, you're going to ask the – young quarterback to keep up with Ross, Roethlisberger and the scoring of that offense because even if it isn't Antonio Brown it can be D'Angelo Williams it can be other guys it, they're bringing an offense that's going to give Philly some fit. so I'm going ahead with Pittsburgh on the road to take Philly and uh, I'm going by about 10 points folks Oh, wow, you have 10 points too, JC. <laughs> That's much. Yes, no. I do. You <laughs> <Notice> that. <laughs> um, we have the Jets, Kansas City, and we have Tate.
2: Well, I've picked the Chiefs so far in both weeks, and I'm sticking that way this week with the Chiefs. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. This, this was a game I was struggling with who to pick. The Jets lit it up last week, but it was against Buffalo in their defense. Uh, the Chiefs playing at home, I think that pushes it just over the edge to the uh, Chiefs' victory. Uh, Jamal Charles, rumors of uh, him coming back this week and playing as well. It may not be the Jamal Charles of old, but it is still Jamal Charles. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, I think the uh, Chiefs over the Jets in Kansas City. A close game.
0: Can please?
1: Uh another receiver the world's gonna learn Quincy and this week. Second year receiver from not too far away in Lincoln, Nebraska. Could get the start if Brandon Marshall can't go. The guy catches everything thrown his way. He's a physical receiver, the type of receiver that gives Kansas City's corners trouble. Matt Forte is playing out of his mind. And you're right, Tate, Charles is back and well he may not be the Jamal Charles of old. He is still the old Jamal Charles. Jets
0: win this in a lapper? Uh, you know, here's the thing. I look at this game, and I'm so far, uh, Marshall hasn't practiced at all. Decker's been limited. Inunua, Inunua is dinged. Okay? So, I I see a team that's going in with, you know, a good offense, but a dinged offense against a team that it's just tough to win in Kansas City. It's just tough to win there. I I can't see that happening. I'm going to go KC, KC by a field goal. San Diego is at Indy, and we have JT. Uh, San Diego showed last week they don't need Keenan Allen
1: to win games. Melvin Gordon with his first 100 yard game. A couple like Travis Benjamin, uh, Tyrell Williams both found the end zone. Uh, Antonio Gates is dinged, but when is he? Um, then we look at Indianapolis, a team that has absolutely no defense. Five corners got injured last week. I mean, they're trying guys out at the local supermarket this week to play corner. Never a good thing when Phillip Rivers is in town, San Diego.
2: Okay, and Kate, what do you have? Not only did the Colts get dinged on defense last week, and like JT said, they have like zero defense now, but uh, they mm. also got dinged on offense. Ty Hilton got hurt, Dante Moncrief got hurt. So not only are the Colts are hurt, hurting on defense, they're hurting on offense too. Uh, Andrew Luck can still throw the ball, but who's he going to throw to? But uh, Chargers making the coast the trip across the country. Into Indianapolis, about three-quarters of the way Across the country, still a tough game But I am taking the Chargers Against a really, really beat-up Colts team So Chargers win
0: Nice, nice, and you both have San Diego And here's the thing about this Okay, you know, once upon a time I was a linebacker And running back And I never even came close to playing Defensive back And Indianapolis called me to see if I could play That's how desperate they are um, it is that bad in Indy. And uh, pardon me. I
1: said that's desperate.
0: <laughs> that is desperate. Um, no, Philip Rivers is in town. That doesn't bode well. Travis Benjamin is gonna, you know, really this year. He's already started. Now he's got the opportunity. Let's see what kind of year you're gonna get out of Travis Benjamin this year. There's nobody gonna keep up with him on Indy. It's gonna be a disgusting game. The guy to pick up, if he's out there on your waiver wire right now, you're desperate, one of your wide receivers are dinged. You know, say you have a Decker, say you have a Brandon Marshall. Pick up Dorsett. Pick up Dorsett for Indy, okay, because remember one thing. Indy's going to have to throw to somebody, and they're going to be playing from behind. So he's going to get a lot of looks. That's that's the guy to pick up. If you've got somebody that's ding dented, That's your guy this week that is probably still out there on the waiver wire, and and you can grab him. Chicago, Dallas, Tate, give it to me. What do you have about the local boys?
2: The Dallas fans may actually like me this week. I am taking the Cowboys over the Bears. I think uh, the Bears have seemed to struggle a little bit on both offense and defense, but they have come around a little bit as well. But the Cowboys, Elliott, Des Bryant, Dak Prescott showing what they're possibly able to do, things to come in the future, I think it'll be a close game, but I think the Cowboys pull it out.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, And it might not even be that close of a game uh, with Cutler probably not starting is what I'm hearing is Hoyer will be starting is what I've heard. Cutler's out for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't even know how close it's going to be, to be honest with you. With Dallas at home. Uh, JT, what do you have?
1: Bears got better on offense with the loss of Jay Cutler. Got worse on defense with the loss of middle linebacker Captain Danny Trevathan. Uh, I think Dallas wins this game handily. Prescott, Dez, Ezekiel Elliott, and I think we see the old man Witten get involved with Trevathan missing. So, I have Dallas. Yeah,
0: I've got Dallas. Chicago just I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. Not not against that team. Dallas is still, you know, Prescott in there. They're just not a bad team. They're not a fantastic team, but they're just not a bad team either. And right now, I don't. I'm not convinced. I, I don't even think Chicago's an average team to beat, especially without Cutler. So uh, that's what we've got. And just so anybody knows, if uh, if at any time you lose me again, what what's going on is right now we have a. Florida, typical Florida weather. It was gorgeous when we started the show, and it's a monster out there right now, thunder, lightning. So just uh, want to throw that one out there as we get ready to continue on. Nine minutes left in the show. We're down to our last couple of games here. Atlanta, New Orleans, JT. What do you have for this one?
1: Atlanta showed up last week. Uh, In all facets of the game, Ryan threw the ball well, the receivers made plays, and both running backs got involved. When Atlanta's playing like that, they're a hard team to beat. Uh, Deion Jones, the rookie safety who's now middle linebacker for Atlanta, has really given their defense some speed and tackling ability in the middle. I see Atlanta coming into New Orleans and pulling the upset.
0: ATL. All righty. Tate?
2: Well, I think Atlanta has the potential to uh, do really well if they play like they did last week. Unfortunately, I do think the Saints have showed that they can put up points like they did in week one. And then last week against the Giants, they showed that they can hold somebody defensively to keep it a close game, but not quite enough to win the game. But I am picking the Falcons over the Saints in New Orleans in a close, tight game.
0: And we have another ATL. And under my name, I have a big N-O for no, not ATL, New Orleans. I think uh, I I really – when Atlanta can show me that they can be consistent and on both sides of the ball, because that seems to be part of their problem, just as much as New Orleans now. Don't get me wrong. And this, again, this is one of those games that – you're playing this same game right now in the season where both teams are in the season and you're playing this in Atlanta I'm taking in it, I'm taking Atlanta uh, it's a it's just that kind of game folks I've got New Orleans they're home and, and I see them winning in, in, in a uh, in, in a real good game a real solid back and forth kind of game uh very exciting What probably going to be go down is probably one of the better Monday night games this year. Uh, That's what that is my prediction for it. Going into tonight's game, and with the last prediction, Houston is going into New England and the third-string quarterback for New England, and I'm going to start this one and then go to J.T. and Tate. Real simple, folks. Houston defense is going to have a field day against this kid. Gronk is back, and that's going to help somewhat. And I think that's going to be great for the kid because, you know, up until now he probably hasn't had a whole hell of a lot of practice with Gronk. Gronk's been held out, limited in his practices on his own. So, you know, he doesn't have that chemistry with Gronk. But I think the kid's eyes are going to light up when he sees him on the other, you know, 10 yards down the field and he's as big as a wall. He's going to know to get the ball to him. So it's going to be an interesting game for a little bit, and then I think Houston just takes off too much firepower on offense, uh, a defense that isn't so bad, and that'll overcome the home team that is just shorthanded. They have to lose one here during the first four games. Otherwise, you know, somebody's going to have to check Goodell for a heart attack because he was hoping that they were going to lose at least one or two during this time. So I've got Houston. JT. Um,
1: Easy when you break this down. You're looking at Kobe Brissett, rookie quarterback, playing at home in New England. So he's got Bill Belichick on his side. The part of this that scares me, though, is if this kid does get dinged, which is a good possibility with J.J. Watt, uh, Merciless, Whitney Merciless, some of these pass rushers that Houston has, it would bring in Julian Edelman as a quarterback, which would absolutely throw their special teams into flux and their wide receiver core into flux, being he's their lead punt returner and kick returner. So this looks like a James White game to me. Dump off to James White. Dump off to James White. Houston has a little too much. I think Will Fuller's the uh, star of the game tonight. I
2: go to Houston. You?
0: And finally, Tate, what do you have?
2: I also am going Houston. I just think their defense is a little too much for the, uh, the rookie, Jacoby Brissett, up there. Yeah, he's got Amendola and Edelman. Uh, Gronkowski's back, so that's a good outlet. Martellus Bennett on the other side from Gronkowski, so he's got two big tight ends to throw to and dump the ball off to, but I think the defense of uh, Houston is just a little too much. LeGarrette Blunt could go out there and run the ball down their throat. The problem is, can he get through that defensive line with J.J. With Watt and company? Uh, like J.T. said, I also like Will Fuller. Over the first two weeks, he's had 107 yards in week one and 104 yards in week two. So see if he can go out this week and put up a third uh, 100-yard game.
0: Houston, yeah, over yeah, New
2: England hey, you a, know. A... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm
0: done. I was just going to say, yeah, no, he's put up uh, two great games and just proving that if you've got the speed, uh, it plays in the NFL. Who are you going with with your uh, pick date? You're going to go Houston?
2: Uh, I said said Houston. Houston over New England.
0: Okay. All righty. Folks, uh, there you have it. There's the picks for the night. And now we've got a little segment. We've got a little time left. We've got three minutes left. We're going to hit a little of the fantasy uh, favorite here for the fans. The King's Ransom or Fool's Gold? JT, what do you have? Well, these will
1: be tonight's game related. I mentioned him earlier. James White, the receiving back for the Patriots. Is he a King's Ransom tonight? Is he Fool's Gold with all those running back injuries out there? What do you say?
0: You know, you're looking at a week where, yeah, he's, depending if you're on a PPR league. If you're in a PPR league, I'm taking him um, – you know, probably they still come in, you know, maybe about uh, PPR league. I'd still put them maybe at about 12th 12, 12 best in a PPR league. If it's not a PPR league, don't even bother because a big boy is going to get the ball. You're going to want to wear down that defense, wear down that defense. You're going to keep throwing the Garrett ball down their throat. It'll slow down the pass rush. Uh, and, you know, just like you were saying, though, know, you are going to see them throw it out to the flat again, trying to slow down the pass rush. You're going to see a lot of play action, slow down the pass rush, misdirection, slow down the pass rush, but you're going to see Garrett bought a lot of him, and so if it's not a PPR league, don't even bother.
1: All right, we move on. Hasn't had – New England's defense has been pretty stout against the run the first two weeks. Lamar Miller has not had that big game yet. Is he a King's Ransom tonight, or is he Bulls Gold?
0: You know, they're on the road, and you want to go ahead and establish some kind of ball control. This is the kind of game that you could see that. You know, the, the New England uh, defensive line, to me, okay, I'm sorry, it still isn't uh, what I believe Belichick would like from his defensive line. And tonight there's gonna to be a good test. You're gonna see somebody you're gonna see a, a Houston team that's really gonna keep the New Orleans the uh, New England defense off balance simply because they'll be able to mix it up. And I can see Miller being effective tonight. I can see Miller definitely going ahead. Probably about a hundred and about a hundred and give me a hundred and thirty all purpose yards and at least one touchdown. All right,
1: last one quick. I never thought I'd bring this guy up, but here we are. Rob Gronkowski. you got a third-string quarterback. you get a guy coming off of an injury. Is he a king's ransom tonight, or is he full of gold?
0: <laughs> you know, JT, and little do you know, one of my teams, I am facing that current dilemma tonight, and it's really – I'm still looking at it as we're getting minutes away from the game. I'm looking at this because – It really is that close Uh, I'd go ahead Gronk is fool's gold First night back, rookie quarterback Stay away folks That is what I'm doing I went ahead, I put Pitta in instead Simply because he's going to get the targets this week Folks, that has been everything For the Gridiron guys Thank you so much for joining us I am the fantasy jester We're out